Welcome to another episode of Panthers for Life Weekly, where four best friends unpack the previous week in Middlebury sports. We're excited to continuously keep you all up to speed on the latest Middlebury athletics stories. I'm Eli. This is Captain. Marco here. And Blaze, of course. Stay tuned for trivia, player highlights, and stirring statistics. We can't wait for you to join the conversation. Let's dive in. To begin the episode, a bit of Middlebury trivia for you. The men's tennis team opened their spring campaign this past weekend, playing Tufts on Saturday and Bates in St. Michael's College on Sunday. The Panthers narrowly lost to Tufts on Saturday, but really caught fire at the end of the weekend. My trivia question of the week is, how many total matches did the men's tennis team win on Sunday? Was it 13, 15, or 18? And a little hint for you, the most they could have won was 18. The answer is 18. The Panthers went 9-0 in both games on Sunday, going undefeated in the Nelson Recreational Center. Now that, as Marco would say, is dominance. Pure dominance. All right, let's get into our big stories. Blaze, start us off. The first story of the week is about women's hockey. It's got to be. The Panthers hosted the NCAA quarterfinals on Saturday, playing against Endicott. Of note, Endicott is a team that the Panthers have already seen twice this season, having beat them 2-1 to one both times. There is a saying in sports, though, that it's hard to beat a team three times, but the Panthers transcended that. They beat Endicott 4-0. to zero with three goals from first-year Kylie Quinlan and one goal from junior captain Eva Hendrickson. The win came in front of a huge home fan section who really brought it with the chance and support on Saturday. Now here is a little audio recording I took of the final seconds of the win. It's clear that the Panther fan section brought the energy on Saturday, and we hope to get fans out next weekend. More on that to come. Blaze, didn't they just break their winning streak record? The Panthers did, Marco. Thank you for reminding me. With the win on Saturday, the Panthers have now set a program record for consecutive wins with 25. They're 25-0-0 this season. Just truly remarkable stuff. A season for the history books. I mean, not even a tie? Not even a tie, Captain. That's impressive. <laughs> All right, Captain, what you got for us? We're headed to the women's track and field team. The distance medley relay squad made up of Caitlin Pease, Michelle Louis, Nicole Johnson, and Cassie Kearney earned all American honors, placing fourth at the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships on Friday in North Carolina. Pease ran the 1200, Louis the 400, Johnson the 8, and Kearney brought him home in the 1600 with a total time of 11 minutes and 44 seconds. That's fast. The time was their best of the season. I got a chance to catch up with the All-Americans this week. I heard about how they got started running long ago. They told me about how their parents' enthusiastic passion for running fueled them. And upon joining their middle school teams, they loved the way that running allowed them to push themselves individually for the greater goal of the team. Here's what Nikki had to say about her early experiences running competitively. 
Running has always been in my life. My mom was a collegiate runner and my dad does ultra marathons now. So I think as a kid, it was always just something that we would do on a Sunday morning for fun with our dog or something. And then I think when I started team sports, I started to realize that the best part of my team sport was always my ability to run really fast. So I think that made me want to try running as a sport and I just fell in love with it. That's great to hear. Together, they're all Americans, fueled by an individual push for greatness. Eli, let's dive into the pool. Let's, Captain. Five Middlebury Panther swimmers are heading to D3 NCAA championships at Indiana University this week. This is huge for the Panthers. We haven't had the chance to talk about the swim team yet, so I'm really excited. These five swimmers include Chloe Katz, swimming the 100-yard, 200-yard, and 500-yard freestyle, Hannah Wander in the 200-yard breaststroke, along with Isabella Cadeau, Courtney Gantz, and Maddie McKean joining her for the 200-yard medley and the 400-yard free relay. The 400-yard medley relay team is also going to swim, although the team has not been set. Each of these swimmers have had excellent years in their own respect, each clocking personal bests throughout the season, several of which came at the NESCAC championship meet at the end of the regular season. I was really excited to get the chance to chat with Courtney Gantz and learn a little bit more this week about what it means to swim on these relay teams. It's really exciting because we had actually gotten the qualifying time two years ago, but we had just missed actually being invited to the meet and then it got canceled for COVID. And so two years later and three of us on the relay are seniors. So it's really kind of a special moment to be able to finally be here in Indianapolis. I'm really excited to hear more about what the Panthers have in store as they vie for a national title and All-American honors this week. Good luck to them in Indiana. Alrighty, now time for our favorite portion of the podcast. What is it, guys? It's, it's Marco's Stat of the Week! Love the energy every week. And this week, it's all about Jane Early, a junior on the women's lacrosse team, and also the NESCAC Player of the Week. She is the best in the NESCAC in goals scored from shots on target. In her Middlebury career, she has scored 80% of her shots on goal. And this year, out of 16 shots taken on target, she scored 14. Now, I talked to Ali Batista, a goalie on the women's lacrosse team, who gave me an insight on what makes Jane's shot so unstoppable. And she told me the force, the accuracy, as well as her movement before she takes the shot makes it extremely hard to save. I think it's safe to say that when Jane is launching a shot on target, there's no need to have a goalie in net because it won't be making much of a difference. And I think, guys, is it time for another Marco guarantee? Give it to me. My Marco guarantee is that this weekend against Trinity, Jane will take four or more shots on target and will also score three or more goals. Wow. Is she the leading NESCAC scorer? She sure is, Captain. Now we turn to our Panther All-Star Team of the Week, where we each recognize individual Panthers who have risen above the rest. Blaze, get us started. My Panther All-Star is Kylie Quinlan, a sophomore on the women's hockey team playing in her first season. The rookie scored three goals against Endicott on Saturday, becoming just the 13th player in NCAA tournament history to net a hat-trick. It's been a fine season for Quinlan, who currently ranks fourth on the team with eight goals on the year. 
Well done, Kylie. Over to you, Captain. I'm moving over to someone just starting their season, John Collins, a sophomore catcher from the men's baseball team. John has proven to be mid's best hitter so far this season. In fact, some would say he's playing like the best player of all time. John's batting average is at 6.67, more than double Barry Bonds' career average. And John's on-base plus slugging percentage is currently higher than Bonds' OPS during his career 2004 season. Keep swinging for the fences, John. Eli, who you got? My all-star of the week is coming from the ski hill. Bradshaw Underhill, as a freshman, has made a huge difference on the men's alpine ski team. He has consistently skied to the top of the results throughout the season and earned the lucrative Eastern Intercollegiate Ski Association Rookie of the Year title, as well as a spot on the first All-East team. This past week at the NCAA Championship, he was the top scorer for mid in the giant slalom in 11th place, just one spot off All-American status. Congrats on a great season, Brad. Excited to see more from you in the coming years. Marco, finish us off. My all-star of the week is Tom Conley on the men's lacrosse team. Now, Tom came alive in the fourth quarter of, the, of Middlebury's game against Kong College, scoring two in that period. His second goal was arguably the most important goal of the game, and I witnessed it live. He scored with just over a minute left on the clock and brought the score to 11-9, to sealing the deal for Middlebury's first win of the season. Congrats, Tom. Love to see it. games of the week. The first game we'd like to spotlight is the women's hockey team's NCAA semifinal game against Elmira College this Friday at 7 p.m. Now since the Panthers entered the NCAA tournament as the top-ranked team in the nation, we have the privilege of hosting the final two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Can anyone tell me when the last time that happened was? Was it 2009, Blaze? How did you know, Marco? In 2009, the Panthers hosted the final two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Unfortunately, we fell to Amherst in the semis, but we did win the third place game. But again, Middlebury is playing Elmira this Friday, 7 p.m. We've already played them once on November 27th, and we won 2-1. to one. Close game, so this one, uh, this one might live up to its billing. And if we win, we will play in the final on Saturday night, 7 p.m. against the winner of Plattsburgh in Gustavus Adolphus College. Let's take it home, Panthers. I'll be spotlighting the women's lacrosse team, which faces off against Trinity this Saturday at noon on Cone Field. And now the last time Middlebury lost to Trinity was in 2016. It was their only loss that season. And then later that season, they played Trinity in both the NESCAC and the NCAA finals, winning both. So, you know, I've got high hopes for this game this Saturday, but there's definitely a rivalry there. There are also several teams traveling across the country this week for spring break competitions. For alumni and traveling students in the area, be sure to check them out. The men's and women's tennis teams will be meeting other D3 colleges in Los Angeles, California. Baseball and softball will also have their version of spring training as they play a series of games in the tropical weather of Florida. And men's and women's track and field will be in San Diego at the Ross and Sharon Irwin Collegiate Meet, keeping their momentum alive on the track. See the Middlebury College Athletics website for more information on these matchups and their locations. Now you're all caught up. Thank you for joining us for another episode of PFL Weekly. 
We'd like to thank our excellent producer, Caroline Harding, for her work behind the scenes, Ali Paquette in the Middlebury Athletics Communication Office, and the Middlebury Campus for supporting this podcast. We'll be back with more stories after spring break on Tuesday, March 29th. See you out there on the field, courts, and ice. Go Panthers!